Okay, so which one is in control? The conscious or the subconscious? And what does that actually mean? What is it to be conscious? And what is the subconscious? So conscious is a state. I would call it a state or a condition of knowing or being aware. It's not really entirely specific. It's not saying knowledge or awareness of anything. It could just be knowledge or awareness of self or knowledge or awareness of the environment around you but I would say that conscious is more of a generalisation that it is knowing and awareness of everything around you because in order to In order to affect balance, in order to adapt, you have to know what's going on around you. You have to be aware of what's going on on around you. You have to be aware of what you need to adapt to around you. So, it has to be a generalisation, I think. It can't just be conscious of one thing or conscious of another thing it's got to be general you are conscious you are aware let's say let's say that is like a function of say it is like a function of the body the physical what I guess that leads into another thing. Is conscious physical? Or is it non-physical? I would say to be conscious is something of a sense. Or... It would have to be a sense because you would have to know that You'd have to know what information... You'd have to know what information you're looking for. To be aware of. Or maybe... Maybe to be conscious is simply to have no filter. In terms of the information you take in. Maybe it's more... Maybe it's more awareness of the patterns within that information. Because... Let's look at computers for a a second. Technology. Now all your Facebook data, all your social media data, 
all your medical data all weather information all sensor information from your car could be taken and used in specific contexts now on the face of it it's just a big list of information or it's just a big list of data it isn't can't really say it is of a particular form or structure until you observe it so I should say it's a big it's a collection of data and in order to make sense of it in order to make it useful in order to sell the information which is why this data is collected to be sold to be packaged to be bundled into a pattern so in order for the data to become useful so let's say you've got millions and millions of records you need patterns you need patterns of data that you can package up and you can say here is um, all of the people that received a triple heart bypass in 2016 to 2020 right and so some some medical company that produced, I don't know, some sort of product aimed at people that have had a triple heart bypass may buy that data. They may buy that pattern. And that becomes useful to them. Out of all that data that was collected, that particular pattern is selected, right? For their particular use case. So let's say that's the same thing for humans because, as I've said before, Computers are created by humans. The data collected by computers are fundamentally created by humans. So let's say that humans operate in the same way. That they take in all this information and they recognize patterns. And, I don't know, based on, based on influences or based on... Um, I guess pre pre-existing influence so like maybe from birth or from influence of parents or other people significant like significant influence they're going to see specific patterns and that'll lead to certain perspectives certain ideas certain beliefs It's the same It's the same concept as what's being applied to data at the minute with computers. You just collect all the data that you can and then make 
make sense of it later. You create the patterns later. Just as long as you've got the raw data, you can um, abstract it later, make it into a product. And that's kind of what we're doing continuously. We're recognizing patterns, but we're only really acknowledging the ones that have some sort of meaning for us. Maybe some sort of connection, connection to something or someone, rather than just, rather than just seeing everything. trying to trying to take in every piece of information that you can that would just be a waste of be a waste of your resources be a waste of your energy because then you may not have you've got all this information and then then it has to be processed but the um I guess there must be some sort of sense in that we can sense connections or patterns between people or patterns and connections between different things. And that's typically how things are created. You um, recognize a pattern. You recognize a pattern and it's obviously got some sort of shared energy. There's something that's influencing you that has led you to that led you to that pattern, to that thing, to that connection. And so it may be a case of it provides you with something. Maybe maybe like a breakthrough in something you are developing or something you've invented. Or maybe you contribute something directly to that thing or person. In that you've got some sort of information that is gonna be beneficial to them. So this, this kind of ties in with what, I was, with what I was saying earlier in that maybe we each hold a piece of something. We, we each hold like fragments of the whole. And nobody can really achieve anything by themselves. Because even the conversations that you have that you may not acknowledge as being significant may still have significance. It's just not... Um, it's just not recognised as such. Because some of the patterns that we are taught such as achievement, acknowledgement, Fear, anger, 
they, they look a little bit different when you when you take emotion out of it because the emotion the uh, chemical expression of that feeling is making it heightened it's increasing your energy and making that moment more so that conversation you might have with somebody on the street it's not going to have that same you're not going to get that same hit from feeling from the emotion you may not feel any emotion at all it may just be it's a conversation and maybe the conversation has no meaning for you consciously as in what you're recognizing in the information that's being presented by that person but it may come later the information may just sit dormant and then later on you may recognize it So, okay, so, the, so in that example that I just gave, I actually forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> I forgot the, uh, I forgot the original context that I was trying to stick to, the original idea that, um, which one is in control, the subconscious or the conscious? So in that example that I just gave of the information being given and the emotion not, it not being felt, there's no um, chemical reaction. There's no transmutation, nothing changed. It was a passive interaction. So when it's passive, what's in control in that in that circumstance is it the conscious or the subconscious well, I don't think the the conscious is not is not activated in that in that respect because it, it is it's passive it's just taking in information there's no correlation there's no recognition of uh, that might have some meaning although to say that to say that it was it was completely discarded is incorrect because like I said it could be kept and just sitting dormant until later so perhaps there was no pattern recognised but perhaps there was something there was something subconsciously that that wanted to keep hold of it because otherwise why wouldn't it just discard it if it was um, if it was not relevant if it if it had nothing uh, of conscious meaning maybe that's what the maybe the subconscious does some sort of processing 
maybe it's a slower process it's uh kind of churning away at churning away to see if it's got some sort of uh, pattern and I'm sure in most cases things like that would because there's things um I've had experiences like that where consciously it was like it doesn't really mean anything like it was just an interaction there's nothing to it and if you think that all things are just interactions that there's no meaning unless it's somebody that you know then maybe that is something that is uh, I don't know maybe that's something that is inherent maybe that is something that is learnt or maybe it's just inherent maybe it's not even a learning process it is just um, information is kind of held for a little bit and then it's discarded like your recycle bin on your computer you put your documents in there because you you don't need them but just in case you need it it stays in there for some time and maybe there's a maybe there's a certain lifetime for information like that that if it comes in and if it's not been read and after seven days then it gets discarded Maybe the body learns that. Maybe the subconscious learns that. Or the conscious learns that. Some function of... Some function of that... Learns it. And... Um, I guess discards... Discards it quicker over time. Because that information is not deemed to be important if nothing is happening with it that that response is kind of learned that's what happens with machine learning and AI it has to learn the response so you can go in and you can manually say uh, that example of data is wrong it's bad maybe it's got bad structure or something so you say uh, forget about that and so maybe that just becomes an exclusion so things that match or look like that would be discarded rather than kept so I get I guess if you look at it in terms of data in a computer system in terms of machine learning, the, the subconscious is the, the algorithm, the function that performs the, the machine learning. The thing that is doing the organizing, the filtering. And the conscious would be the person sat in front of the computer programming it. So programming the system, the function, the um, algorithm.
to do something with data and it would also be the conscious putting in the test data feeding information in and saying this is good, this is bad, this is good, this is bad giving it examples of what to look for so maybe that I've just answered some of the some of the question. Maybe as computers and computer systems are expressions of humans, maybe what we're consciously aware of is feeding into the subconscious, which is kind of what I tried to articulate earlier with the concept of the dark and the light the spiritual and the conscious oh sorry the spiritual and the physical or the physical and the non-physical the physical being the light because that's where matter exists so if someone says does it matter that's something physical it's not um they're talking about something non they're trying to infer something non-physical but referring to it in a physical way it doesn't really make sense um, so anyway so maybe So if you look at it that way in terms of the computer, the conscious is is external, or rather it's receiving from external, external input. In the case of the computer, that's that's the human input into the computer. Um, and then the subconscious is internal processes where it's making decisions and it's filtering and it's um, it's making decisions on what is and what isn't relevant and in some cases it'll, it'll give it a score so each each record is given a score and that determines its um, I guess relevance maybe how close it is to the pattern or how close it is to the example the example data but it's um, it is just like a I guess a scale of importance like how relevant and how important is that? If you were looking for... Say you were looking to sell data based on that, based on that function or that algorithm, would you want to show data over a certain score or under a certain score? If it meant it was going to be not really reflective... Not really reflective of the idea that you're selling... And so if you think of it in terms of reality, 
and how your conscious and subconscious play into creating that. And is the subconscious doing something like that? Is it doing some sort of scoring system in terms of relevance? How, how far away is this from uh, your experience or what you've experienced before and whether, whether the influence is there in order to facilitate that? Say it's something that you want to manifest. Say it's something that you want to do. Is it going to be scored based on possibility, based on influence, influence of energy, influence of mm, interesting. So I just had a thought, right? So as I was as I was saying that, I just stopped. So the moon, the moon is said to be connected to the soul in some way. Soul souls go there. Souls come from the. Whatever that that that's an expression. That's like a story, expressing something about a concept, an idea. Now, if you look at the moon, those um, those grey, kind of spotty. Cr- that we're, to- we're told are craters, right? So we're imagining that this is a rocky object. But those grey outlines, those grey... We're told are mountainous regions or craters or something, right? It's got some sort of structure to it. Now there's also... <laughs> there's also a thought that I've seen people saying that the that 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 what we see on the moon those craters that grey area is some sort of um, some sort of imprint it's like an image of the um land on the earth it's like a negative like a negative print negative image, negative film I know I'm, I'm not presenting this as like I know anything about it this is just something I've heard and if you think about, <laughs> I mean, l- look at the faces of the moon, right? It's very similar to the opening and shutting of a, the opening and closing of a shutter on a camera with the moon, like the lens. And the lens provides the the lens provides the view it provides the perspective so if we say that or if I say that the moon is, ref- is a reflection of 
let's just say the structure of the earth on the structure on the earth that it's showing the the outline of the landmass so you could say that the the earth is the physicality and the moon is representing the non-physicality is representing a an image an imprint of the earth the essence the soul so now you see what I'm getting at right so if you now say that our external body is is the <laughs> it's the physical obviously it's the physical right and the soul is the non-physical it's the inside it's the shadow it's the image of the external what we what we perceive in the soul what we perceive inside is what is outside although what is on the outside may actually be having more influence on what is going into the inside what is going into the soul now no that the way I'm talking about the soul now maybe some people won't like it because I tried to find some way of describing it because calling it energy or spirit it's not it's not any it's not um, anything it's not descriptive of anything for me you could say the wind is like the spirit But to describe it in the way I'm describing it puts it in the same context as everything else. It's in balance. It is a non-physical thing. It is... It is not something that is created when you are... when you are born. It is not something that is created... It's not something that is created physically. It is embodied physically, but it, it is, if you think of it as an idea or a construct, created non-physically. But let's just say it persists through um, incarnation, so through different physical lives, the same soul can be embodied. Or maybe parts of the same soul. But then you'd be getting into archetypes and things. Because archetypes and stories of archetypes are describing, expressing energy. It's not describing literal people like of a certain time. It could it could be, but that isn't the intention. It's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be about teaching, about... Supposed to be about teaching the um, sort of true nature of it.
so obviously the the moon we can see it in physicality but that imprint that's on the moon that I, I'm saying is on the moon is non-physicality think of it like a think of it like a reflection the reflection is not physical it's a perspective it's an idea and the medium is just the mirror the mirror provides the reflection but you could line up a whole bunch of different mirrors to create a different perspective it'd be weird but it'd be a different different idea different perspective so I, I guess in that respect is so if you consider let's say like the moon is the subconscious the earth is the conscious which one is in control because let's think about it this way right the both of them need each other that's what we're told that if the moon didn't exist then the tides or the waters would be out of control or there would be no balance but in the same respect the moon would have no purpose if the earth did not exist what would be the purpose of the moon it would not be observed it would not be it wouldn't be anything but it would be something okay so going back If the ultimately the earth is going to reflect the influence of the moon, right? So as the moon goes through its phases, that's going to have a physical observable effect on the earth. So the subconscious is influencing the conscious. But at the same time, there's also a mutual... The conscious can affect the subconscious. Because in terms of balance, it would have to... There'd have to be that... Um, There'd have to be that adaptation, right? So as the waters move on the earth, that's also going to be having an effect on the moon. If the moon has an effect on the waters on the earth, it's got to be reciprocal.
otherwise it would just be imbalanced and the function of the moon would not be it would contradict itself if we're told that the purpose of the moon is to prevent an imbalance to prevent um, you know the waters going out of control but at the same time if the waters are only controlled by the moon then that would also be an imbalance so there's got to be some sort of reciprocal um, effect now obviously I'm talking about those those two objects because they are um, would you consider them conscious? Or would you just consider them like a closed system, like they've been designed in a way and they just function and they adapt and it's not a... Um, it's not a... There's no free will. There's no choice. It's not like... Um, it's not like it can be... Oh, I'm just going to do like a full moon all this month because... I can't really be bothered with the darkness. There isn't that level of... Um, I don't know if it's consciousness or... Awareness or just choice. I guess it would probably be easier if I just said that everything that we see is the result of non-physicality. So... I guess this could get really complex. <laughs> it's... Uh, You've got something that is seen physically. And it doesn't really have the choice of what it does. So let's just say it's a controlled system. It's a... Uh, it's predictable. You always know what it's going to do. Right? With humans, it's a little bit less predictable. Unless, unless it becomes more like the, unless the subconscious becomes more like the moon, and it becomes more predictable, i.e., the image that's reflected onto it is the same, similar, controlled. So if you could control what goes into the subconscious, then you could control what is in the conscious. Which ultimately means you've got something of a, a closed system, a predictable system. 
Whereas with our control of the subconscious, you've got many different possibilities to contend with. So there's no control. Now speaking like subjectively, as one person, if you are aware, if you are conscious of what you're doing, then you know what has gone into the subconscious. Because you can discard it or rationalize it before before it is sat dormant. You can um, discard it, you can just say that's junk, don't need that. So it's more like putting up a firewall to control the flow, control the information that's coming through through the conscious it's, but it's, it's only by being conscious of it of what is being said or what is what is happening around you and then it is the subconscious that reflects that back that is showing you that oh this is it this is what you want or this is how you are this is who you are or this is where you're going or this is what you want it becomes a reflection of In, like in a nutshell but it's obviously more complex than that because there'll be different aspects of different aspects of you that won't be taken from the outside in they won't be they won't be external they won't be from the conscious they'll be conscious but they'll be from within they'll be um, non-physicality it'll be operating within the subconscious and that's just stuff like uh, ideas beliefs it, so essentially it is all it is all taken from the conscious in some way and then it could be developed adapted or used to create another idea in the subconscious but there has to be an interaction between the two so that's why it's critical to be aware or conscious of what is, what is happening what is being kind of fed in because otherwise the the bad data is going to be 
categorised as being as being okay. Now it's interesting that sub subconscious. So conscious is knowing or awareness. And like I said, it's a, it should just be a general term, just a general knowing, a general awareness of everything around you. Now, when you look at the word sub, it is substitute. It's a short, shortened form of substitute. And substitute means in place of. So when you're talking about the when you're talking about the subconscious subconscious is operating in place of the conscious but that would be the reflection right because you've got the conscious being reflected and the reflection is the subconscious or the moon or the soul I don't know maybe maybe I've taken that too far maybe not far enough <laughs> but I think I'll leave it though it's quite quite a lot to digest I think I need to walk a little bit more to absorb it. <laughs>